Join us now for Until All Have Heard from the Far East Broadcasting Company with Ed Cannon. Ed is the president of FEBC, and I'm Wayne Shepard. And Ed, I enjoy these conversations we have, and we're getting good feedback from our listeners. Uh, What would you like to do today? Well, Wayne, we so often talk, not only in this program, but in our FEBC Today broadcasts, about how our broadcasters around the world don't just speak into the microphone, don't just teach from the Bible, but they pray with the listeners. They pray for the listeners. We have groups of people in our staff dedicated to praying with our listeners because we know the power of that prayer. And in my travels, as I spend time with our staff in places like uh, Islamabad, Pakistan, or Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam, or uh, Bangkok, Thailand, I am really impressed with the depth of their prayer lives. Mm, Uh, I'm humbled. I'm in many cases convicted, Wayne, that when I see people living in these places doing what our broadcasters do, uh, the amount of prayer and the importance of prayer in their life Uh, I think I've shared with you, Wayne, this story once when I was in India and I was with one of our staff there. We had driven out in the early morning hours to be with a small house church group way out in the rural regions of India. It was 105 degrees. The air conditioner in our car didn't work. The roads were dusty. We're dodging cows and motorbikes and (laughs) people with giant carts of watermelon. It was a hard day, and we prayed with the people. It was great encouragement. One of the men at the prayer meeting actually said he wanted to make a donation to FEBC, and he pulled out this tattered old wallet. There was one bill in his wallet, and he gave it to us, and I was so impressed with that. But uh, on the way back, I was just trying to make conversation with our driver. It's late at night now. I'm still sweating and hot, and I said to him, well, uh, you know— it's going to be hard for me. I got to get up early in the morning to go to the airport to catch a flight. And I said, I sure hope you can sleep in. And he smiled and he said to me, well, no, I, I get up every morning at 4.30 with my wife and we pray for the day's broadcasts. We pray that the people who hear our broadcasts will have open hearts and that our message will be clear and that we'll never say anything to disparage the message uh, of God to our people. And I was so convicted, Wayne. I thought, here's a man who puts the priority of prayer far ahead of personal comfort. And um, I just think today, let's talk about some of the scripture verses that point to the need to, quote, wrestle in prayer and Mm -hmm. what that really Mm -hmm. means. Is that okay? Yeah. Sure. Before we turn, though, to those scriptures, uh, you mentioned wrestling with prayer. You were a college wrestler, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, I was. I, I wrestled all through high school, and I wrestled uh, at the University of Illinois. I wasn't very good, but I was on the team, and I had a f- few matches. One day, I wrestled against a, a national champion, and I won't tell you about the outcome of that result. <laughs> but the one thing I can say about wrestling, Wayne, is people— probably don't understand that in sort of Olympic and collegiate wrestling, you have an eight-minute match. And that doesn't sound long, right? Like people who jog, they run for 30 minutes or an hour, and that's good exercise. But eight minutes of wrestling is so intense that your body is so tired. It, it is 
every muscle in your body being strained to the limits of its ability to continue to endure, you are literally gassed at the end of that eight-minute time. And I think when we think about these verses that talk about wrestling in prayer, to understand the difficulty and intensity of a sport like wrestling puts a different meaning on that sentence, I wrestled in prayer. Yeah. yeah. It's not just casual, soft, easy fun. No, it's intense. It's exhausting. It's every ounce of energy that you have in your body putting mm-hmm. into the purpose of praying. Well, let's turn to uh, Colossians chapter 4 then. Uh, In a few minutes, I want to tell a story. We told the story on our radio broadcast, FEBC Today, but I want to tell it here as well that focus on the the ministry of prayer in one certain circumstance uh, from an FEBC staff standpoint. But let's turn to Colossians chapter 4. May I read these verses? Sure. Starting in uh, verse 2. All right, verse 2, devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. This is the NIV I'm reading from. Pray for us, too, that God will give us many opportunities to speak about his mysterious plan concerning Christ. That is why I'm here in chains. Pray that I will proclaim this message as clearly as I should. It's pretty clear. Skipping down, Wayne, to verse 12, Epaphras, who is one of you, and a servant of Jesus Christ sends greetings. He is always wrestling in prayer for you, that you may stand firm in the will of God, mature and fully assured. Think about Epaphras. He's he's wrestling in prayer for you, not for himself. He's not asking for a comfortable life or for a better job or a, a wife, he's wrestling in prayer for you, that you will stand strong. And that's a model, I can say, for FEBC broadcasters around the world. They struggle in prayer, sometimes at 4.30 in the morning. For what? For those people who are going to hear the program today, that their message would be clear that they would honor God with what they say. They're not praying for themselves, just like Epaphras here. He's praying for the purpose of the advancement of God's will. And that's a great bar to hold for ourselves, a great thing to aim for, that our prayer would be intense, just like wrestling, and that it would be not for ourselves, not for the comforts of our own life, but for the fulfillment of God's will in life that everyone would be saved. Hmm. Uh, Let's share this story that came to us from Korea. You you mentioned traveling the world and meeting with FEBC staff and how it humbles us to, to see their commitment to prayer. It's, it's not a, um, it's not a casual thing, is it? This is something that they do as a specific part of their ministry beyond radio, beyond being a voice on the radio. So this comes from Korea And this listener writes back to us and says, Hello, my name is Kim. I listen to FEBC Korea. One day, I received a phone call from a broadcaster at the FEBC station asking if I had any prayer requests. That's impression number one, right? That the station reached out to the listener to ask if they had any prayer requests. He goes on to say, I asked for prayer for my father, 78 years old, to come to faith in Jesus. Hearing my prayer request, the staff member immediately prayed for my father's salvation over the phone. 
But then even after praying with me, the staff member asked if he could call my father and ask him to accept Jesus as his personal savior. You want to pick up the story? Sure. It goes on in that email to say a few days later, the broadcaster really did call my father. It was a miracle. My father accepted Jesus as his savior. I was so surprised. Thank you for praying together with me for my father. We will never forget the great grace that God gave our family. You know, Wayne, you think about the opening line of this man's letter. He said, a few days later, the broadcaster really did call my father. I think he's pointing to the fact that probably in life, many of us uh, will tell people, oh, I'll pray for you. But the understanding from the person on the receiving end of that comment is that, well, I don't know if they really mean that. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I trust the person's going to pray for me. And if they do pray for me, are they really wrestling in their prayer for the purpose that I have requested? This man says, the broadcaster really did call my father. Yeah. He was surprised. He, he, he did what he said he was going to do, which is part of our commitment to the purpose and the deep power of prayer. When we say we're going to pray for somebody, boy, we have to do that. And we can't just say, oh, Lord, remember this person asked me to pray for him. Mm -hmm. When we make that commitment, we're standing before God saying, God, I've promised this man I will pray for him. And as we've learned in Colossians, prayer is more than just a casual comment. It's more than ticking a box to say I did something. We truly need to wrestle at a depth of emotion that means something. That's what our broadcaster did, because what was the result? He says, it was a miracle. My father accepted Jesus Christ as Savior. To me, I'm interpreting the man's comment. He was asking someone to pray for his father. Don't you suppose, Wayne, that for decades, this man's been praying for his father? He's been talking to his father about faith in Christ. He's been begging him to turn to God's word, to maybe go to church, And it's been heavy on his heart for a long time. Obviously, he wouldn't have asked someone on the radio, a stranger to him, to pray for his father. It was a miracle. The man said, it really happened. At that point in time, I'm sure that listener understood that this broadcaster didn't just pray for his father and tick the box and move on. (laughs) He wrestled with that prayer such that it was so powerful, so powerfully driven by the Holy Spirit behind the meaning of that prayer, that this old man, 78, who'd been resisting faith in God probably for many, many decades, immediately surrendered and placed his faith in Jesus Christ. You know, Wayne, we take for granted the power of prayer. And, and, and you think so often, uh, I read a John Piper section many, many years ago where John said, we just misuse prayer so much. The very creator of the universe has given us a walkie-talkie to communicate with him in our war against evil and the devil and the temptations of this world. And what do we use it for? We ask for a new boat. Uh, it's, I'm not saying I agree completely with his comments there, but it makes the point that we don't understand how powerful prayer is in our struggle against the evils of this world. And so I've learned that lesson from listening to FEBC broadcasters around the world. This story points to that very 
point, and I haven't even finished reading it yet. Thank you for praying together with me for my father. We will never forget the grace that God gave our family. We will never forget. So not only does prayer have great power in that this father became a believer, that it became a miracle that this prayer for his father resulted in great things, but the listener himself was so moved by what this broadcaster did by wrestling in prayer for his father that he will never forget, never forget what? The great grace that God provided our family. Not that the broadcaster did something, not that he agreed to pray when he promised he'd pray, but that God's grace did something great for that family. How much more could we ask for that through our prayers, people would see the great grace of God. Yeah. Amen. Well, you talk about remaining steadfast in prayer. Uh, Colossians 4 addresses that too before the last uh, verses finished here in this chapter. And say to Archippus, be sure to carry out the ministry the Lord gave you. In other words, keep at it. Don't give up. Mm. Keep praying. Mm. Yeah, endurance is a great thing, Wayne. You know, we've all got X number of years left in our life, and what are we going to do with those? You know, what what are we actually going to do? What do we want to be remembered for? We did a little example. We have a, a young leaders training academy here at FEBC where we have 60 or 70 young people, and we're trying to teach them skills of management and leadership. And one of the exercises we did in our most recent Zoom gathering was we asked them, write the mission statement for your life. If there's one thing you want to be remembered for after you've passed away, what is it? And I have to tell you, I was so impressed with the depth of the words that we heard from so many of these young people around the world. I want to be remembered for what I've done for Christ alone. Nothing else. What did you do for Christ in your life? And I I was touched by what I heard from these young people who are committing their life to serve Christ through FEBC. And it reminded me once again of one of my favorite learnings in life. Dr. Bob Bowman, the founder of Far East Broadcasting Company, was interviewed when he retired by a, a, a national public radio station, a secular radio station. And they asked him, Dr. Bowman, now you've completed this great career and you've started this wonderful ministry, how, how do you want to be remembered? And he sort of shook his head and said, no, you don't, you don't understand, young man. You see, this is a ministry of Jesus Christ. I want to point to him, and I choose not to be remembered at all. I don't think I've heard anything that says it more powerfully, Ed. That's, that's wonderful. And it comes from Dr. Bowman. I'm not surprised by no, that, are not you? not at all. But it gives us something to aim for, uh, and it gives us something to remind us of. I hope that this program has some way encouraged you about your prayer life. I know I've shared what I've learned over the last years by being with people whose prayer lives are so far superior to mine and challenged me to pray harder, to wrestle in prayer, not to just utter meaningless or simple prayers, but rather to put the intensity of wrestling into the power which prayer can bring to us. Why don't you close our conversation as we have wrestled in prayer here today? Um, Why don't you close in prayer, Ed? 
Yeah, Father, even doing this program, I'm convicted that you have given us the opportunity to speak to you, the creator of the universe, and we're far from worthy of that privilege, Lord. So don't ever let us undervalue or take for granted that we have the opportunity to speak to the God of the universe. And Lord, you have promised us that you hear our prayers, that when our prayers are aligned with your will, you will answer those prayers. Give us endurance, Lord, to continue, as Paul told uh, his apostles, continue until the end, praying powerfully, wrestling in prayer, using prayer as a tool to accomplish your will in this world, Lord. Thanks for the brave and courageous, dedicated staff of FEBC around the world. And thanks for those who are listening to this program and are committed also, Father, to the advancement of your kingdom on this earth. And thanks for the privilege that you give us to pray to you. Let me close in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Ed. And listener, thank you for your prayers for the staff scattered around the world serving Christ right where they are. If something we said today has caused you to want to wrestle more deeply with God in prayer, we invite you to look us up online and look for the Unreached in Focus prayer guide. It can really help. It's available at febc.org. With thanks to our producer, Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepherd, and thank you for listening to Until All Have Heard.